Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. As we have uh, entered into the week where we celebrate Christmas, I praise God that we gather again online and meet on uh, Thursday. Have a good time in the Lord. I believe you are rejoicing, thanking God as you have a couple of days before the new year, no matter what's happening out there. Hallelujah. Let's put our eyes on him. Let's focus. Believe God. Father, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Oh, worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Worthy to receive praise. Whole earth is filled with your glory. We praise you. We thank you. We bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that lives within me. Bless his holy name, for he has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Mashabarandiriambalabrashalabrambayakasalamanda. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Bless the Lord. La Prabila Kasandaraya. We worship you. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Alabaria Kasandabalmaradiando Kozorodoshondoroboriande. We bless your holy name. Mashabalabaranda. We give you thanks, la praze predibel mede brosolo krobaso branima zabaramandaya. Hallelujah, for this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hamashabarabal marabashi karamandarabaya lamande. Oh, hallelujah, mashadamandaya kabasharamanda. Yesterday is over, mambradisto robo sheperiande. Oh, but we have today, Kabbalah Zikamanda. We have this moment to seek your face. Le proje bredimende le bocosoro. Hallelujah. Mashe karamanda bariata karabasha barabakanda rabaya. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Amashtakanda braske pelele bokora masere balare pagasalamanda. Ola mante kere boko to kurubo seri de bele keri andere boko sorodo seri de keri bo rande bakal barazambre de bel melevriste. Hallelujah, Lord, rabadi sobre de bel kere petori kese brikeste krese preste pele jembre de bel bea. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. 
Blessed be your holy name. Masharabal marabal marabashi balabakandarabalabranda. Our Father, labremeko sokoriandarabakariande. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Prema sante mahashi katakala bakarisa marabalma. Undoro kuzebre de mese bokondo boporuze barabaka saramanda. Worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Rapazi prabikata kadikalusuko remende. Asheanto mashonto manmanda brabefra vevendo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Manda brazibiribil veridi antorokus sarabakarama salamanda. Bless your holy name. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, hallelujah. You're worthy, worthy, worthy. Worship your holy name. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Raja Oh, napakande karabakati kasalam. Azahazamar katabar katalabrahasamina kizoro kuziri beziri beziri buzoro kuzoro tienti. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Bless the Lord. Ha ha ha. Mikatakalabo zokurika zenderiba. Ribo saki debo harapataka sekele perekest. Thank you, Father. Precious Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks, mighty Holy Spirit. Oh, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, Mashikata Bakatika Sukote Karabasi Karabakasi Karamandeya. Oh, we're so grateful. We're so grateful. Hallelujah for this time. Hallelujah for this moment we have. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Mashatapakata Karabaya. Oh, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Some kind of ulcer, some kind of wound that's not been healing. The mercy of God is working, restoring that completely in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, we bless you, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. We receive, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We yield to you. We yield to you right now. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe you have not stopped praying for the rulers and for the nations as we approach these uh, final days. Don't forget your authority as a believer, your place 
as the body of Christ is necessary for God. He needs you to pray. He needs you to believe until His will is done and He comes and takes us home. Hallelujah. Don't forget that. Praise God. Glory to God. Praise God. Let's uh, go to a familiar scripture which we have been seeing maybe from the beginning of the year. Isaiah 33. And let's read there the sixth verse. Hallelujah. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is treasure. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Notice here that stability is required for each time, each period in which we live. And uh, the wisdom, the understanding and reverence and honor we give to God, the knowledge of his word and his will will begin to cause the stability in your life, our lives right now in this particular season which we live in. Hallelujah. Let's hear um, this verse in Canada also. Isaiah 33.6 Hallelujah. Stability of our times. Amen. God is interested in our times, the seasons in which we live, and also the various times on the earth. We are now in a time known as the age of grace, and that's going to run out shortly. And we should be stable and sure as we reverence him, as we trust him, as we seek the knowledge and wisdom that comes from his spirit and his word. Hallelujah. So we are in that place as a Bible study. We spend time trying to receive counsel, wisdom, instruction uh, that God has for us at each season of our life. Praise God. And so stability is required. You have to be stable, sure about certain things and not be unsure. Otherwise, you cannot fulfill the victory which is based on being steadfast, immovable, unshakable, and then always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the will of God for our lives is very important and During these remaining days, it will be nice to prayerfully seek God about such things and um, be stable in what he has called you to do. Praise God. We are unique individuals. Each one of us is so special and each one of us has a particular reason and plan apart from the general will of God for everybody. But it's all based on a desire to do the will of God. Hallelujah. So if you have a will to do what God is saying, then you will begin to receive instruction. Notice John 7.17 says, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Hallelujah. So instruction, counsel, and so on, the teaching of God's word, the ability to receive counsel and wisdom and the word of God is based on, first of all, a desire in yourself, in ourselves, to do the will of God. So we must be at a place where we are open and yielded and saying, we are available, Lord, we like to do the will of God. And then you will know 
the, the truth about, you know, the teaching, the instruction of God, and not be cheated, not be tossed to and fro, even by cunning, crafty uh, maneuvers that come from the pulpit. You know, certain men that creep in and use cunning and craftiness and toss people to and fro. So the idea is God has a system in place by which if your will is, I want to do the will of God, if your will is, Lord, I'm here to serve you, I came because you've brought me here, I'm open to you, then you cannot be cheated, you will not be fooled, you will know the truth, the clear sound instruction, the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Let's hear John 7:17 also in Canada. Yavanadaru Atana Chitadante Madidare e Bodhaneyu Devarado Atava Nanashtake Nane Heruteno Embadu Avanige Tiliyuvadu. Hallelujah. I love the way such things are. God is so concerned about your deep motives, your actual reasons, and he can flow only with uh, those kind of motives, those kind of desires. Hallelujah. He's not a God who looks just on the outside. He's a God who sees the heart. And so based on our actual motivations, our actual desires, things uh, become more and more accurate things become, become more and more on target in the will of God. Hallelujah. So let's keep our hearts open, our desires always uh, based on, Lord, I'm here to do your will. I'm a waiter. You are the Lord. I'm here. Amen. Um, you know, we need to trim ourselves every now and then to keep ourselves in that plan because our flesh likes to go here and there, you know, and violate the things of God. I look to the scripture again, Psalms 25:14 says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, he will show them his covenant. Amen. So here are the plans of God that are not revealed uh, openly to everybody, but available to people who would like to know specifically what he has planned for them. Those are with the people that fear him or reverence him or respect and honor him. And so they will be instructed. Amen. Let's hear this verse also in Canada. Psalm 25 verse 14. Amen. So revelation of the covenant comes along that way. As you respect him, honor him. Yield to him, stay teachable, submissive, all these kind of words. Get back in fellowship with him, present yourself to him, all of those kind of thoughts. He is willing to show you things that you never knew from the natural mind. Praise God. He's that kind of God. Amen. So I love it. I just love the way he is. In Hebrews it says in 5 and verse 14, Strong meat belongs to them who by... Reason of use, them that are of full age, even by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So, God wants us to exercise ourselves according to the word of God. When we hear something, we need to plan to do it and start acting on the word of God. And that is the exercise, just like going to the gym, you know, training yourself there with weights and the treadmill 
and all of that endurance and stuff, there is a spiritual side to all that also, where we exercise and yield our senses to the Word of God rather than to the things that we see there. Hallelujah. So in other words, babies uh, or immature believers are going to be tossed by everything that's going on out there. Their senses are going to control them. But those who are being fed and are growing and are maturing in the things of God, they will be able to actually divide, even in the sense realm, what they should listen to, what they should see, what they should pay attention to. You know, it will be divided in the very sense realm because of their exercise on the word, exercise on the things of God. Hallelujah. So keep those kind of thoughts in mind. God wants us to be able to judge and discern and understand what we should be moved by, what we should be affected by, and what we should not be moved by. Amen? So if you have the will to say, I want to do whatever you want me to do, I'm willing, I'm, I'm going to obey, you know, I'm trusting you, Lord, I'm looking at you, don't worry about it, you will not be tossed to and fro, praise God, you'll be kept, hallelujah. Praise God. We read Ephesians, the fourth chapter also last week. And maybe we can look at that, verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So there are people who have influence who are going to be given the pulpit space, and who are going to use that to cause uh, children or uh, immature believers, or let's just say people who are freshly saved alongside with them, to be tossed to and fro and confused and have no uh, solid foundation and have nothing to stand when the problems begin to hit, when the challenges begin to come, Um, they can easily be moved. Praise God. So notice that these kind of things are available even from the pulpit. The genuine gifts and the callings of God and people uh, who are so-called, when they yield to the spirit and attitude of God, which is to humble themselves and seek his face and not do their own will, they will bring out stability and truth to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So keep those thoughts in mind. Our basic plan is to obey God. Hallelujah. Our basic plan is to do what he brought us here to do. Amen. To keep us stable and sure till we see him face to face. To have an assurance of what Jesus has done for us. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So with those kind of thoughts in mind, let's go back to that reading in the book of Acts. We remember Acts chapter 7. And you remember the scene was Stephen is he's finished preaching amazing message to very regimented, legalistic uh, Jewish people who are trusting in their works. Even after the day of Pentecost has already come, even after dead bodies have come out of the graves uh, with the resurrection of Jesus. The city of Jerusalem is supposed to be 
a hotbed at that time with all kinds of things of supernatural origin happening. Praise God. And so in the midst of all that, a couple of years later, you see there are even people who of the Jewish persuasion are persecuting the truth, persecuting the message that Jesus is the end of righteousness. Fulfillment of all righteousness is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so there's no need to follow any laws. But as usual, legalism is always going to persecute grace and truth. Hallelujah. And we need to find the boundaries of these and be sure. Amen. So the Bible says there in 758, And cast him out of the city and stoned him. The witnesses laid down their clothes at the young man's feet whose name was Saul. So Saul here is taking the responsibility. In other words, he's saying, the blood of this martyr is upon me. I am the one who's sanctioning uh, this move and all the guilt around these things is about me and my authority. That's what he's saying. So the witnesses who stoned uh, Stephen there have put their clothes there at the feet of Saul that time he was not yet Paul, he was Saul. Hallelujah. And they stoned Stephen calling upon God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And as it goes down, it says, He kneeled down, cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Praise God. But just like the Lord Jesus, since it was Christ in him, he was living from inside, living from his spirit, not from his emotions. In these hard emotional times, he chose not to answer or respond from the senses or the feelings, but rather spoke from the spirit, from the the life on the inside of him, and said, just like Jesus, from that same nature, he spoke and said, lay not this sin to their charge. Hallelujah. We were saying that God needs vessels of mercy, Vessels of glory on the earth. From these kind of thoughts, I can see that. To be able to release mercy and glory upon the earth, upon individuals, upon cities, and so on and so forth. Hallelujah. I can you know, freely say from these verses, therefore, that this is probably the single powerful reason why not too long from the seventh chapter, Into the ninth chapter, you see Paul is saved on that street, uh, on that road to Damascus as he's pursuing his uh, threatenings and his murder and his blasphemy, hailing people from the church, committing them to jail and killing them. But this uh, person himself, this very wicked man, prince of wickedness at this point, (laughs) arch wicked man, you know, uh, receives mercy, receives the glory of God, because there was a saint, there was a man who was so full of God that he decided to speak from his spirit and release mercy, release glory, rather than speak anything else from his senses. Amen. So God, I believe, is looking for people like that to be able to use, to release his mercy to release his glory on the earth. Maybe we can hear um, verse 58 of Acts 7 and then verse 60 also. 
ಅವನನ್ನು ಊರ ಹೊರಕ್ಕೆ ನೂಕಿಕೊಂಡು ಹೋಗಿ ಕಲ್ಲೆಸೆದರು ಸಾಕ್ಷಿಯವರು ತಮ್ಮ ಬಟ್ಟೆಗಳನ್ನು ತೆಗೆದು ಸೌಲನೆಂಬ ಒಬ್ಬ ಯೌವನಸ್ತನ ಪಾದಗಳ ಬಳಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಇಟ್ಟರು ಮೊಣಕಾಲೂರಿ ಕರ್ತನೆ ಈ ಪಾಪವನ್ನು ಅವರ ಮೇಲೆ ಹೊರಿಸಬೇಡವೆಂದು ಮಹಾಶಬ್ದದಿಂದ ಕೂಗಿದನು ಇದನ್ನು ಹೇಳಿದ ತರುವಾಯ ನಿದ್ರೆ ಹೋದನು and then we can also see romans 9 verse 23 and 24 in kannada first munchitavagiye taanu mahimegoskara siddha maadida karuneya paathregalige tanna mahimaatishayavannu tiliyapadisuvavanagi ಯಹೂದ್ಯರೊಳಗಿಂದ ನಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಮಾತ್ರವಲ್ಲದೆ ಅನ್ಯ ಜನಾಂಗಗಳವರೊಳಗಿಂದಲೂ ಆತನು ಕರೆದಿದ್ದರೆ ಏನು are vessels of mercy and vessels of glory upon the earth hallelujah <laughs> oh praise god hallelujah you may not feel one iota different from anybody out there amen you may feel miserable maybe even worse because you are aware of the fact that the christian life is impossible to live except by divine power working in us hallelujah so you may be facing even more miserable thoughts than others praise god i've seen you know this to be a reality with a lot of people who are believers they just seem to have a miserable life because they can't go this way or that way they seem to be stuck hallelujah but notice that's when you need to get in touch with the truth and the reality of our new creation and who we have become even in christ as a vessel of glory a vessel of mercy amen so mercy always triumphs against judgment james 2:13 says hallelujah and father god is known as the father of mercies and god of all comfort hallelujah praise the lord jesus what a wonderful person he is let's look at that name you know just for a minute second corinthians chapter 1 and let's go there it's amazing verse 3 blessed be the god even the father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and the god of all comfort hallelujah whoa look at that title look at that personality that is expressed in that name oh he's the father of mercies and the god of all comfort hallelujah the god of all comfort praise god therefore jesus himself must have been a, a bundle of mercies and comfort walking on the earth because he's like his father and so are you the other brothers that have come after the lord jesus you are a walking talking bundle of mercies and comfort upon the earth hallelujah amen don't forget that glory to god notice the third verse there of second corinthians 1 in um, canada also ನಮ್ಮ ಕರ್ತನಾದ ಯೇಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ತಂದೆಯಾಗಿರುವ ದೇವರು ಕನಿಕರವುಳ್ಳ ತಂದೆಯು ಸಕಲ ವಿಧವಾಗಿ ಸಂತೈಸುವಾತನೂ ಆಗಿರುವ ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರ 
So don't forget that you are the walking wisdom of God, the very life of God, the very power of God on the earth, which is the glory, which is even the mercy of God. All of God's works are by mercy. The 145th Psalm tells us that in verse 8 and 9 that he is doing all of his works because he's full of mercy. The God who is full of mercy is doing all of his works by mercy. And you remember Jesus told us to be like our Father which is in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks. Let's read that also and uh, enjoy these thoughts because these are the truths that we must major on in this day and hour. You remember Jesus talked about certain things that the Pharisees were paying more attention to the very small things and were missing out the camels. They were swallowing camels and sifting out little flies, little gnats. They were not majoring in the main issues, which were faith and mercy, you know, compassion and justice and things like that. But we're going after little, little things, legalisms, praise God. And so we need to still remember some things are very major. Some things are very big deals in God's eyes. And that's what we need to continue to think on. Hallelujah. Other things are used by religion, by legalistic people to cause headache for people who want to live free in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So notice there in Matthew 5, he says in verse 44, I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you, and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, Sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if we love them which love, I mean, if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same. Salute your brethren only. What do you do more than others? (laughs) Be therefore perfect or mature, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect or mature or complete. Lacking nothing. So we are called to be like our Father. We are imitating Him, praise God, because we are not faking it. We actually have His nature, praise God. It's just that the man on the outside is a very fleshly, earthly being, and he has the curse lodged in him. So he uh, often plays games and, you know, uh, becomes the tyrant and the truant, and doesn't want to be disciplined, doesn't want to obey the man on the inside, but thank God we can put him under, we can bring him to subjection. Praise God. How? By committing ourselves back to God and saying, Forgive me, Lord, I have messed up. I followed the desires of that outer man who hates, who curses, who does nothing good, who repays tit for tat. Forgive me in Jesus' name. And bam, just like that, you are back in submission to our Father and His way of doing things. Praise God. Aren't you just grateful to God for the mercies of 1 John 1.9? Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, so our target is, is to be like our Father because we are as He is in our spirit man. Hallelujah. And the man on the outside is not controlled by do's and don'ts and rules and uh, regulations like that. No. You know, rather he is controlled by only do's. <laughs> not do's and don'ts. We'll have to explain that. But let's read um, maybe verse 44 in Canada and then the last verse 48 also in Canada. Amen. So he, in the argument he presents there in between those two verses, he says, if you do what everybody else can do, what reward do you have? So we have something on the inside that others don't have. Isn't that true? So we are expected to do what others cannot do. Hallelujah. We can be like our Father in heaven. Amen. All of us have flesh, and flesh always likes to find the easiest thing to do and just to repay tit for tat. Hallelujah. That's the way it is, you know. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. You don't scratch my back, well, you, I will never scratch your back. And even if you scratch my back, I may not scratch your back. <laughs> You know, those kind of thoughts. I mean, I really do believe that the flesh nature, if you examine it closely, is just the same nature as the devil and the curse that's in it. You know, all of that is just vile. That's why it's called a vile body, which will be transformed in an instant. Hallelujah. It will be swallowed up of life. Praise God, the Bible says. So there is life that is able to swallow up all this deadly stuff on the outside. And we need to just increase the proportions of that life flowing out of us constantly. Amen. And so it will overwhelm and swallow up other things. Praise God. And other things will not really matter. Praise God. So um, notice, you are called to do what others cannot do. You don't have to do what they do. You can always choose the high place, the high road, and be like your father who sends the rain on the just and the unjust. So don't just, you know, greet those who greet you. Don't just bless those who bless you, but bless those who curse you. Ha ha. Praise God. <laughs> In that vein, as you continue to think, this is the will of God. This is the will of God openly written to everyone who is a believer. This is not written to unbelievers. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, after you become a believer, however, you know, there's a possibility that you can be slowly eroded away from the free life and come down to simple laws and rules and regulations. And Christianity and the Christian life just becomes something of, you know, a set of rules, do's and don'ts. But that's not true. It should never be like that. As we have noticed last week, Galatians tells us, Observe there, Galatians, the second chapter. We saw there 
as we read verse 20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Notice, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh. So this is the life that you live after you become saved. Amen. You're still here, you know, that you now live. Notice, you live by the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. You're not living by any other rules. You're just still living by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. That faith loves and gives itself. That is the nature of that faith and that's the faith that we have. And so it's not that to be saved, you don't trust yourself, but you trust God. You come like that, and then after you get saved, you have to just follow all these rules. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. No, after you get saved, you're still trusting the faith of the Son of God. The one who's living inside you will perform, and not you performing. Hallelujah. Uh, it's a very free kind of life. It's a, it takes all the unnecessary burdens and yokes away from you as you begin to step out by faith, trusting what God said about you rather than what you feel. Hallelujah. And so we need to um, practice that even more and more and be free from the legalisms and you know, the sort of rules that seem to be out there. You know, the, the result of believing God and receiving the abundance of grace is that you automatically want to do something. Are you getting that? Those who have received the grace of God are so overwhelmed that it produces works in them. Hallelujah. It's not that they are working to get something. It's just that they have received grace, they've understood grace, they have seen what they got in Christ Jesus, what Jesus gave to them, that it makes them want to do something. Hallelujah. So here is how it works. You, you get the knowledge, you get the understanding, you get the wisdom, and then you want to do something. Hallelujah. Because you're so overwhelmed that it was just the grace of God that Jesus paid it all and gave everything to you, gave you a new nature. He's working in you. His life is working deep within you to produce everlasting effects and to produce results on the earth. You're so touched by it, and you're like, wow, I want to do something for him. Praise God. And that's how we end up doing things for him. Hallelujah. And we end up doing the good works for which we were created. Out of that benevolent overflow, we are so overwhelmed by his goodness, by what he has done for us in Christ Jesus, that we're like, I can't stay silent. I can't just sit like this. I've got to do something for this great king. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So that's why we are studying these things because that's how it works. Amen. Hallelujah. So as you get familiar with these thoughts, you become more and more aware of who you are and then you become a doer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Let's hear Galatians 
ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನೊಂದಿಗೆ ಶಿಲುಬೆಗೆ ಹಾಕಿಸಿಕೊಂಡವನಾಗಿದ್ದೇನೆ ಆದಾಗ್ಯೂ ನಾನು ಜೀವಿಸುತ್ತೇನೆ ಇನ್ನು ಜೀವಿಸುವವನು ನಾನಲ್ಲ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನು ನನ್ನಲ್ಲಿ ಜೀವಿಸುತ್ತಾನೆ ಈಗ ಶರೀರದಲ್ಲಿರುವ ನಾನು ಜೀವಿಸುವುದು ದೇವಕುಮಾರನ ಮೇಲನ ನಂಬಿಕೆಯಲ್ಲಿಯೇ ಆತನು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಪ್ರೀತಿಸಿ ನನಗೋಸ್ಕರ ತನ್ನೇ righteousness comes by the law then Christ died in vain hallelujah so you are seeing here that you can frustrate it is possible to block and frustrate this great grace of god which has to flow through us amen if you begin to think about doing something from physical uh, flesh energy hallelujah so we must uh, do things because we are overwhelmed by the knowledge of the grace of god how much has been paid for by christ and in christ given to us has so overwhelmed us and has so filled us with gratitude and good thoughts and gracious thoughts that we are now doing things from that place hallelujah otherwise frustration often you know results in symptoms you know for instance you get stuck people of the law consciousness people of legalistic consciousness will continue to put yokes until you're so worn down heavily laden that you cannot move you are stopped you are stuck hallelujah amen at some point your christian life is just stuck hallelujah but thank god we can receive the knowledge of the grace of god be so full of that understanding that we are not stuck we move forward we are immovable unshakable always abounding in the work of the lord hallelujah it is christ in us working in us releasing his power through us that graciousness of christ who began the good work in us he is going to perform it he is faithful he will bring it to pass until the day we meet jesus face to face imagine leaning on that power drawing from that power living from that power that place is what we are called to do there's nothing externally legalistic or you know forcing anything from outside involved in it at all hallelujah as here verse 21 also uh, in canada ನಾನು ದೇವರ ಕೃಪೆಯನ್ನು ನಿರರ್ಥಕ ಮಾಡುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ನ್ಯಾಯ ಪ್ರಮಾಣದಿಂದ ನೀತಿಯುಂಟಾಗುವುದಾದರೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನು ಮರಣವನ್ನು ಹೊಂದಿದ್ದು ವ್ಯರ್ಥವಾಯಿತು Brother Peter is an amazing man. He got caught up somewhere between two boats. One of a legalistic Jewish people and then one of Paul's persuasion of grace. Notice that Peter was told to minister, uh, to go out there and minister at some point to the Caesarean person, you know, in Rome, the centurion. and um it was tough he finally accepted and god showed him that 
people who knew nothing about the law, people who knew nothing about the Ten Commandments, were simply received in Christ and they spoke with tongues and received the Holy Ghost. The great Holy Spirit that Paul would not, I mean Peter would not think of touching or fellowshipping with such a person. You know, the Holy Spirit just invited himself in and stayed inside that man and filled that man and filled everybody in his house and began to now produce fire and revival in that entire area. (laughs) Praise God. So, you know, Peter was somehow caught in between those two places. He knew on one hand that God is not a respecter of nations and tribes and things like that, but anyone who loves him and wants to know him with an open heart is instantly received. Praise God. And then on the other hand, he had to deal with, um, you know, elders from the Jewish background who had become uh, saved but were also stuck in looking from the outside. They were very conscious of uh, other requirements rather than just accepting Jesus and what Jesus has done. So Peter was like stuck between these two. Every now and then, he had a tough time. I don't envy the poor man. Hallelujah. See? But for the Gentiles, it was no big deal. They had no clue what was going on. They, they did not know anything, I mean about anything. So when they just heard that Jesus has taken away our sins and he's paid for everything and you got a free ticket. They said, whoa, I receive. And there it was. Hallelujah. So he had some things to say because he did not understand this revelation that you and I understand in greater detail today. Amen? Interesting. Second Peter. Look at the third chapter. Let's observe there. Verse 15, he says, An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. Did you see that? So he is saying that this wisdom about God being a very merciful, long-suffering person was known specially by brother Paul. Brother Peter said, I did not know that. I did not know the extent to which Paul was talking about. Are you seeing that? Notice he's saying, according to the wisdom wisdom given unto him, he has written unto you. So he's making a commentary on Brother Paul. And all the things we have been reading generally are from Paul because he's the one talking to our time the mystery of the church age. Hallelujah. And so, um, it's interesting. What we think is so normal was very uh, not normal for the legalistic Jewish mind. Hallelujah. And sometimes, even for us, uh, we're just going in that flow, but then suddenly you realize, whoa, I haven't done anything. He's done everything. Wow, all I have to do is just thank him. All I have to do is just Act on what he has already done. You know, some, once in a while you get a shake like that. And it's good. Hallelujah. Notice, it continues. As also, verse 16, in all his epistles, speaking in them, of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood. He said, 
I really don't get it. These things are too good. They are too gracious. They are too merciful. I'm, I'm not getting it. <laughs> Which they that are unlearned and unstable. Notice that. Unlearned and unstable rest or twist or fight with stretch as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Hallelujah. Hmm. So the key is there again. Unstable. Notice that. Tossed to and fro. They don't have the stability. They don't know certain things. And therefore they are tossed to and fro. They don't have that wisdom. They don't have that understanding. And so as we begin to sit down and hear and get more understanding, stability comes and we cannot be pushed around. Hallelujah. And we cannot be uh, destroyed. Are you seeing that? By scriptures twisted out of their actual setting. Praise God. Amen. God's grace will stabilize you. Knowledge of his grace will be multiplied as the word comes in. And peace and stability will be our portion in Jesus' name. No matter what's going on out there, no matter what kind of pressures are being applied, thank God you were sent by God for this time, for this hour. Praise God. And you will be stable and you'll be immovable, unshakable, and you will abound and you will overwhelm and go forward in the work of God, in the plans of God. Hallelujah. Notice, you therefore, seeing, uh, I believe we're there, accounted the long-suffering, also as in all of his epistles, speaking in them of those things in which are some things hard to be understood, if Peter had trouble understanding some of these things, my brother, my sister, be patient. Your mind may, you know, make a fuss. Your mind may struggle. And, uh, you know, you may find yourself thinking, is it really that good? How, how can God be so good? How can he be so merciful? Peter had problem with it. They that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Amen? So we are now told, don't be led away from the error, you know, uh, a fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Notice what we are told to do. Don't be moved, don't be shaken. Grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can you take that as a recipe for your life? I'm growing in the grace of God. I'm understanding and receiving more revelation of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What he has paid for me. That is my assignment. That's your assignment from the great apostle Peter. Hallelujah. Okay, let's hear these verses. 15, 16, and then 18 also in Canada, please. ನಮ್ಮ ಕರ್ತನ ದೀರ್ಘಶಾಂತಿಯು ನಮ್ಮ ರಕ್ಷಣಾರ್ಥವಾಗಿ ಅದೇ ಎಂದು ಎಣಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳಿರಿ ನಮ್ಮ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಸಹೋದರನಾದ ಪೌಲನು ಸಹ ತನಗೆ ಅನುಗ್ರಹಿಸಿರುವ ಜ್ಞಾನದ ಪ್ರಕಾರ ನಿಮಗೆ ಬರೆದನು 
ಅವನು ತನ್ನ ಎಲ್ಲಾ ಪತ್ರಿಕೆಗಳಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಈ ವಿಷಯಗಳನ್ನು ಕುರಿತು ಹೇಳಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಆ ಪತ್ರಿಕೆಗಳಲ್ಲಿರುವ ಕೆಲವು ವಿಷಯಗಳು ತಿಳಿಯುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಕಷ್ಟವಾಗಿವೆ ವಿದ್ಯಾಹೀನರು ಚಪಲಚಿತ್ತರೂ ಮಿಕ್ಕಾದ ಬರಹಗಳಿಗೆ ಸಹ ತಪ್ಪಾದ ಅರ್ಥ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಂಡ ಹಾಗೆಯೇ ಇವುಗಳಿಗೂ ತಪ್ಪಾದ ಅರ್ಥ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಂಡುತ್ತವ ಕೃಪೆಯಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ನಮ್ಮ ಕರ್ತನೂ ರಕ್ಷಕನೂ ಆಗಿರುವ ಯೇಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ವಿಷಯವಾದ ಜ್ಞಾನದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಬೆಳೆಯಿರಿ ಆತನಿಗೆ ಈಗಲೂ ಸದಾಕಾಲವೂ ಮಹಿಮೆ ಇರಲಿ ಆಮೇನ್ in 2 Peter chapter 2 and you know he talks about how they are pretty serious he says they are like brute beasts um, taken to be destroyed they receive the error they are like spots and blemishes then in 14 he says their eyes are full of adultery Uh, they cannot cease from beguiling unstable souls notice that that's what verse 14 says unstable souls so they can only fool and cheat and take advantage of unstable souls no matter how mean and wicked and conniving and evil their thoughts are if the soul of the person is stable they cannot be taken for a ride by any of these so let's get verse 14 also in kannada please hallelujah ಇವರು ಜಾರತ್ವದಿಂದ ತುಂಬಿದ ಮತ್ತು ಪಾಪವನ್ನು ಬಿಡಲೊಲ್ಲದ ಕಣ್ಣುಳ್ಳವರು ಚಪಲ ಚಿತ್ತರನ್ನು ಮರುಳುಗೊಳಿಸುವವರು ಲೋಭಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ತೇರ್ಗಡೆ ಹೊಂದಿದ ಹೃದಯವುಳ್ಳವರು ಶಾಪದ ಮಕ್ಕಳು ಆಗಿದ್ದಾರೆ Praise God. Glory to God. You know, we live in the last days and the Bible says they are perilous times. Evil, fierce times where people are going to be just bothered about themselves. Conscious of nothing but their own flesh. So don't worry about it. Your stability comes from the knowledge of the word. The knowledge of the grace of God. What Jesus has done for you already. What is already settled inside you. You being rooted and grounded in those realities. is going to help us fulfill the purpose for which we were brought to the planet hallelujah amen glory to god so the long suffering of god was a theme that paul kept saying you know god's mercy god is so patient god is so long suffering that peter said ah this is too much for me hallelujah in other words you and i need to specialize in those kind of thoughts we need to be aware of how long suffering and how merciful it is because we are also containers of that same mercy and that's why we can bless those who curse us and pray for those who hate us and despitefully use us and do good hallelujah can you see that so we are getting to know what was given to us by the grace of god not by anything we have done and then because of that we're going out and doing it becoming more aware of what has been done in us and then we just do it so we are committed to doing things hallelujah let's look at maybe a verse or two from paul's own life talking to timothy 
who was his son in the Lord, uh, a person he committed a lot to. You know, Pete, uh, Timothy was probably quite young, maybe a teenager according to historical thoughts, because he said, let no man despise your youth, you know, in some of his instructions to him. So he was a very open young boy who was ready to do whatever God wanted him to do. And that's the material that God is still looking for. He's not bothered about so many other things. Hallelujah. So let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. Observe there, verse 11. He says, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Notice the language. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Some things were committed to Paul, to his trust, the glorious gospel. Have you been given the glorious gospel? Yes. Is it any less glorious? No. Is it as glorious as Paul's gospel? Yes. But we need to see how glorious it was. Amen? See, Paul was so full of that that he said, Sometimes it's so much for me, ah, I think I'm just going beyond anything else. You see, he, he had so much of understanding of it, it was given to him and it has been given to us because we are the ones living in that age. After this, it's over and we move into another age altogether. So might as well understand it while we're in this age and walk worthy of it. Hallelujah. So it's been committed, committed. God said, Paul, I'm committing this to you. Michael, I'm committing this to you. Church, I'm committing this to you. I trust you with it. Think about it like that. I'm trusting you with this. This is my will. I'm giving it to you. Responsibly, I'm giving it to you. Hallelujah. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, verse 12 continues, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Notice that now we are counted faithful. He sent us to this time. A lot of big, great brothers have gone ahead and are in heaven, cloud of witnesses, the Lord Jesus. Notice we were supposed to be looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, over there in Hebrews 12. And... You know, we are also looking at other witnesses there and studying their lives. Of course, Jesus is the ultimate that we consider. But Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus, right? So we are looking at him also and emulating things from him that are of the Christ. Praise God. Of course, Paul was not perfect. Christ is perfect. Hallelujah. So whatever is perfect, whatever is totally wholesale, from the Spirit of God, from the truth, we're taking it. Amen? So today, it's our turn. They are all in heaven. We are now counted faithful, put into the ministry. Maybe you are not in the full-time pulpit ministry, but you are in the full-time reconciliation ministry. The glorious gospel has been given to you. You are also a vessel of mercy and a vessel of glory. You are carrying that same mercy. You're carrying that same life. You're carrying that same glorious personality on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. So notice, God looked at you and said, 
I count you as the right person, the faithful person for this day, for this hour, for 2020. And I'm putting you on the earth for that time. What's our response? I thank him. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who enabled me. That he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Oh yes, thank you. That he looked at us and saw the material inside us and said, you are the right person. Hallelujah. Who was before a blasphemer? Notice, this is the man that Stephen forgave and blessed. Okay, He's talking about himself. He says, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy. See that? All of that stuff, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. He obtained mercy. He said, the main thing I can talk about is the mercy of God. I obtained mercy and the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. It's in Christ Jesus, so you also have that, in Christ Jesus. Oh yes, what's that? Grace of the Lord, exceeding abundant with faith and love. (laughs) There's a lot of packages inside there, which you and I also have, in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world, now he talks about himself, to save sinners of whom I am chief. He said, I was the worst. I am the worst. He said, I see myself as the worst of everybody. Hallelujah. He said, he came to save sinners, of which he was the champion. Verse 16 continues. It's a wonderful write-up all the way to 17. How be it, for this cause I obtained mercy. See that? Mercy. That in me first, Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering. Praise God. Notice the term again, long-suffering. So he has experienced all manner of long-suffering from the Lord for a pattern. See that? To them which should hereafter Believe on him to everlasting life. So he said, the rest of us would receive that from that pattern. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Now he says, unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, big honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. He cannot help it. He said, there's nobody like this. There's only one person like this, the king, the king himself, eternal, immortal. To him be all the glory. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah, forever and ever. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Isn't that wonderful? So think about it. We are gaining from observing these realities that were in Christ, given to Paul, that we are now going to receive the same. Because it's given as a pattern. This is what you should receive as a pattern. Amen? So, Peter was struggling about it because, you know, according to Peter, he did not receive what Paul received. Paul has received all these things. 
and he's overwhelmed by them, flabbergasted by them. He's like, oh, he was so merciful to me. He was so long-suffering to me. And it was a pattern to others for the church age. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So what you and I have received is overwhelming, my brother, my sister. Ah, glory to God, hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. And it's because of that understanding, as we ponder and pray and study these things and look at them again, consider them, that you are now moved from inside, not from outside, by any legalisms that thou must do this, thou must do that, no, don't do this, no, no, no. You see it, you act on it, and you begin to do it. Hallelujah. Notice Joshua 1 says, let's go there, very familiar scripture. I'm sure you can quote it also. Verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Notice, that's when you're observing to do, when you have it in your mouth day and night, that you may be able to Observe to do according to all that's written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous. You will have good success. Amen. So we're not here for do's and don'ts. We're here to say these things, make them ours by meditation, by speaking them, and then we do them. They come out of us. Hallelujah. By that law of the spirit of faith, the law of the spirit of life, it just brims out of us. It moves us. That power working in us, that life working in us, performs. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear, um, you know, from the Bible there, the scripture we just read, 1 Timothy chapter 1, from verse 11 to 17 in Canada also. I know it's a long reading, but it'll pay us. ಈ ಬೋಧನೆಯು ಸ್ತುತ್ಯನಾದ ದೇವರ ಮಹಿಮೆಯ ಸುವಾರ್ತೆಗೆ ಅನುಸಾರವಾಗಿದೆ ಈ ಸುವಾರ್ತೆಯು ನನ್ನ ವಶಕ್ಕೆ ಕೊಡಲ್ಪಟ್ಟಿತು ನನಗೆ ಬಲವನ್ನು ದಯಪಾಲಿಸಿದಾತನು ನಮ್ಮ ಕರ್ತನಾದ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವೆ ಆತನು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ನಂಬಿಗಸ್ತನೆಂದು ಎಣಿಸಿ ಈ ಸೇವೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ನೇಮಿಸಿಕೊಂಡದಕ್ಕಾಗಿ ನಾನು ಆತನಿಗೆ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರ ಸಲ್ಲಿಸುತ್ತೇನೆ ಮೊದಲು ದೇವದೂಷಕನು ಹಿಂಸಕನು ಕೇಡು ಮಾಡುವವನು ಆಗಿದ್ದ ನಾನು ಅವಿಶ್ವಾಸಿಯಾಗಿ ತಿಳಿಯದೆ ಹಾಗೆ ಮಾಡಿದ್ದರಿಂದ ನನ್ನ ಮೇಲೆ ಕರುಣೆ ಉಂಟಾಯಿತು ನಮ್ಮ ಕರ್ತನ ಕೃಪೆಯು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವಿನಲ್ಲಿರುವ ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಮತ್ತು ಪ್ರೀತಿಯೊಂದಿಗೆ ಅತ್ಯಧಿಕವಾಯಿತು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸು ಪಾಪಿಗಳನ್ನು ರಕ್ಷಿಸುವುದಕ್ಕೋಸ್ಕರ ಈ ಲೋಕಕ್ಕೆ ಬಂದನು ಎಂದು ಹೇಳುವುದು ನಂಬತಕ್ಕದ್ದಾಗಿಯೂ ಸರ್ವಾಂಗೀಕಾರಕ್ಕೆ ಯೋಗ್ಯವಾದದ್ದಾಗಿಯೂ ಅದೇ ಆ ಪಾಪಿಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ನಾನೇ ಮುಖ್ಯನು ಹೇಗಿದ್ದರೂ ಇನ್ನು ಮುಂದೆ ನಿತ್ಯ ಜೀವಕ್ಕಾಗಿ ತನ್ನ ಮೇಲೆ ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಇಡುವವರಿಗೆ ದೃಷ್ಟಾಂತವಿರಬೇಕೆಂದು ಯೇಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನು ಮೊದಲು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಕರುಣಿಸಿ ನನ್ನಲ್ಲಿ ತನ್ನ ಪೂರ್ಣ ದೀರ್ಘ ಶಾಂತಿಯನ್ನು ತೋರ್ಪಡಿಸಿದನು ನಿತ್ಯನಾದ ಅರಸನೂ ನಿರ್ಲಯನೂ ಅದೃಶ್ಯನೂ ಆಗಿರುವ ಜ್ಞಾನಿಯಾದ ಒಬ್ಬನೇ ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಘನವೂ ಮಹಿಮೆಯೂ ಎಂದೆಂದಿಗೂ ಇರಲಿ ಆಮೇಲ್ Maybe Peter was trying to say, it's, you know, too much. I don't understand all of that long-suffering and all of that mercy. <laughs> Because I'm coming from a different mindset altogether. Praise God. So some of us have 
grown up in certain mindsets and we have maybe residues of religious um, relationship and religious behavior and legalism which were put into us long time ago. You know, a certain sense of what is right and wrong. And so it has hindered us from accepting this kind of long-suffering mercy and bathing ourselves, our souls in those kind of thoughts. We have thought, ah, you know, we should be thinking about what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Uh, and what I should do by my strength and my good things that I do and my good plans. And, you know, but you know what? God does not like anything that comes from the flesh. No matter how good it is, he's not interested in it. Because everybody can do that. The world is always doing that. It interests him like this. That's the interest he has. He says it stink. The only thing that interests him is that which he himself is performing in us. By his spirit. He said, I can do nothing of mine own will. What I see my father do, that's what I do. What I hear him say, that is what I say. What I see my father do. Amen. So, we need to get that. He's not interested in any of our so-called natural good. He's only interested in divine energy-based good. That which he began in us, that has to come through. Amen? Of course. Um, you know, you have to deal with it as you grow um, to separate one from the other and be able to choose properly. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. Amen? Uh, the energy of your flesh, the energy of your spirit, what is coming from within and what's coming from without, no matter what. You'll have to figure that out based on your handling of the truth and the word of God. Amen? God, have mercy on us all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So these are the kind of thoughts that um, we should be pondering about because we know he's coming soon. If you had one day on the planet, wouldn't you just settle everything properly? You know, we only have today. We don't know what's coming up tomorrow. We don't know if we are going to be here tomorrow. So living one day as though it's the only day is where it is. Praise God. But not just in fleshly energy, but from that which is working from within, out of the graciousness and excitement of what Christ has done inside, we are doing things that glorify God. Hallelujah. Something to think about. Let's go off to Romans and observe the fourth chapter, some more thoughts, and observe verse 16. This is a very familiar verse of scripture, and it says, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Hallelujah. Notice how faith and grace combine there. He says, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. Hallelujah. So you could say that grace is what maintains our faith. Are you seeing that? Sounds one kind. But notice, what Jesus has already given to you, when you know that in abundance, it maintains your confidence in God. 
It's not about what you have or what anybody else can do for you. It's about knowing what Jesus has done for us and being so full of it that maintains our faith. So he says that, notice, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. So grace is what keeps faith in the right perspective. You're not trying to do something of your own. You are understanding what he has done for you and his goodness has overwhelmed your soul that you can say, the promise is sure to me. It's for me too. It's for all of us. It's for all. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's already mine. Thank you, Jesus. It's been done 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, growing in grace and in the knowledge of God is going to keep our faith in the right level, not a human faith, not our external power faith, but a faith, the faith of the Son of God, which is working from inside, based on Him working, His goodness, His mercy, His loving kindness, not our efforts. That's kind of overwhelming. Amen? So it's like the engines on the inside of us are the knowledge of His grace, the understanding of His mercy, the understanding of His long-suffering. Jesus said, these are the camels. Amen? I delight in mercy. Remember? Things like that. So understanding this merciful God, in other words, the overwhelming character of our Father, His great love for us, His tender mercies for us, now causes us to respond in simple, childlike faith. Not from external pressures. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh yeah. Maybe we can hear this in Canada also. Familiar scripture, but let's see if it's worded like that. That's Hebrew. Amen. This will be more helpful as we ponder First Timothy chapter 1. Observe there the ninth verse. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly, for sinners, for unholy, profane, murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, manslayers, a whole list like that. Everything that is contrary, contrary, notice, to the sound doctrine. And then, verse 11, we, we read according to the glorious gospel. So you can see here that they were trying to put some law-based legalisms on people who were already righteous. That's why he said the law is not for righteous people. Are you seeing that? So this is the consciousness with which we must work, that once you are righteous, um, there could come some teachings from outside to try and tailor-make your life from external pressure instead of from inside out. It has been there from the beginning, and that spirit is out there, 
and it creeps into the church. It doesn't have to be one of those stained glass, you know, spire kind of churches. It can be a so-called free church, but the spirit of haughtiness and the spirit of, thank God I'm not a poor sinner like him. That haughty spirit is the same spirit. Amen? So we are not thanking God for anything on the outside, but we are thanking God for what is on the inside, which is more sure than anything on the outside. Are you getting that? Of course, when the thing appears on the outside, we get excited. But God wants us to be excited about what He has already done in Christ before anything else even manifested. Before time began, it was all given to us. Whoa. He said, get overwhelmed by that. Get blasted away by those thoughts. Thank me, rejoice, be full of that and say, oof, out of all of that energy, I'm stepping out to bless those who curse, pray for those who hate, do good to those who have treated me unjustly, persecuted me. I'm collecting rewards for all of these things because I'm doing what my flesh is not able to do. Hallelujah. Something like that. Hallelujah. See, the more we study it, the more we get understanding about it. Praise the Lord Jesus. So there was a move to try and put legalisms on people who were already righteous. And that will still be there today. So we're not forcing you to go out there and preach the glorious gospel that was committed to your trust because I said so and you must do it. But God wants you to do it because you are so graciously affected by what he has done inside you that you cannot just watch people going there living like animals with no hope, with no future and definitely going to hell when they could enjoy the free ticket and enjoy the blessings and family of our great Father God. Hallelujah. God wants us to freely choose and not be forced. Praise God. And, you know, it's, it's hard to be able to live like that and not be persecuted. <laughs> Let's see if we can get some more. Praise God. Romans. Somebody said, oh, that was too much drama I heard Radhanup saying the other day. Of course. The drama that he's enjoying there is because of the way he has experienced the goodness of God. So he cannot help it. He just has to jump around, shake a leg, spin, make a creaking sound, and all of that stuff. <laughs> we have experienced it that it just puts our feet to dancing. You know, it sets our feet to, to dancing. And we just have to kind of just do something like that. And just be beaming like an idiot, you know. <laughs> it's good. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm turning into Acts 15. Look at this statement made by the fathers of the first move of God in Jerusalem. He said in verse 10, he says, Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers 
nor we were able to bear. Oh, there's a lot in there. Why tempt God? You remember? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Have you ever thought about this? Putting legalistic yokes on people is tempting God. Interesting, isn't it? To do something just because of pressure from the outside is actually legalism and is tempting God. It's actually blasphemy. It's actually sinful in God's eyes. Hmm. Putting a yoke upon the neck of the disciples. They are already disciples. They are already righteous people. And then he confesses, our fathers could not bear it, Old Testament, and we, New Testament, cannot bear it. We tried, we cannot bear it. Jesus did not come to give you any yoke that you cannot bear. He said, my yoke is easy. He said, I am the shepherd. My yoke is a different kind of yoke. It is a yoke of learning. It is knowledge coming to you, sitting down as a disciple, studying, including your thoughts, your deep imaginations in the word and the study and in prayer and meditation with the Holy Ghost, being taught the secrets from heaven. That's the yoke. And out of that energy from within, we start doing things. Amen? Thank God the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. And we're not wearing any other yoke in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. So today I come to you in Jesus' name and I say, your neck was not meant for any other yoke. You're supposed to have a very peaceful, free, love-based, overflowing with grace, mercy, and long-suffering of God, motivation from inside that is now saying, I can't stay silent. I can't just sit around. I've got to do something for this great king. From within I am moved. And you act on the word and you just start doing things. Just as he is, so are we in this world. You are the light of the world right now because he was the light and he's gone back and he said, now you are the light. Amen. So we can do these things when we are overcome, overwhelmed, moved by the pressure of that which he has done for us in Christ from within. Ah, that brings sweet-smelling savor unto him. Hallelujah. He knows we're acting from what we have believed. Even if you fumble and flip and flop, it doesn't matter. You're acting from what you believe from within. Of course, there is frustration. Of course. Hallelujah. Amen. You will feel frustrated. Paul did feel frustrated. I don't know if we should look at that just a little bit. Our time is ticking away, but let's just see if we can. In fact, the whole 18th chapter of Acts is... Wonderful to read. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. If you look at the 18th chapter, you will notice, you know, Paul is, is the number one guy for this message. And he has come to this place, departed from Athens. He has come to Corinth. He meets Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus. You know, and his wife Priscilla, 
and they're having the same craft and occupation. And he goes to the synagogue every Sabbath because he's working, so he's free on Saturday, I guess. This is only his only chance. Persuades the Jews. Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia. He was pressed in the spirit, testified to the Jews. Jesus was Christ. And, verse 6, when they opposed themselves. See, they're actually opposing themselves when they don't accept what you have to say to them. (laughs) They think they're opposing you, but they're actually opposing themselves. When they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am clean. From henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. What does this mean? Many things. Jesus said if you do what others can do, like Gentiles, like everybody else, you have no reward. Notice there are rewards for what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to bring this gospel to certain people. Otherwise, their blood is on our head. Say amen, somebody. That's one reason why we do what we do. (laughs) Because we are aware of the fact that their blood can be on our hands. Amen? There's a lot of blood involved in this, which equals guilt, blood guiltiness. So when they don't receive it, they actually oppose themselves. They, they are refusing themselves salvation, and so their blood is on their own head. And then you are free. Verse 7, And he departed thence, entered into a certain man's house, named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house was joined hard to the synagogue. Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all of his house. Many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Some results came out of that. See, it's not all glory in Paul's life. Sometimes it's rough. But then, hey, some guys received. Amen. And they got baptized. These are the only ones he baptized according to him. Then spake the Lord to Paul, In the night by a vision. What does he say? Be not afraid. In other words, it was scary. Things were not looking good. He's working. He's trying his best. And he's getting opposition. Here and there some things are working. And he's having a tough time. And the Lord knows my man is having some tough time. So he comes to him in a vision. Not from the scripture. Not from a verse, no, he comes to him like that because that's how seriously bad he was feeling. In a vision, be not afraid, speak and hold not thy peace. Why? For I am with thee. What does all that mean? He's saying, it looks like he felt like there was nobody there with him. He was all on his own. He was just out there. I am with you. No man shall set on thee to hurt you. For I have much people in this city. He, he needed that. He needed the strength. He needed the encouragement. He needed what Jesus had to tell him like that. Vividly. Because he was going through the works. He was not just having a good time in the natural. Praise God. And so after that he continued there a year and six months. Because of that strength that came. He went for you know, one year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. So we all have to deal with these kind of things, my brother, my sister. But Jesus knows. 
He knows you're stepping out there. He knows you're acting on the word. You're acting from within by simple childlike faith. And he is encouraging us. And he knows he'll be there with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. But let's just do these things because he's so wonderful. He's so worth it. And he counted us faithful and put us here. This time, this moment, we are here for this glorious gospel that was committed unto our trust. Hallelujah. Shall we bless the Lord? We give you praise. 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 Hallelujah. We forgot to just read maybe um, just the last two verses there in um, Acts. Acts 18. Yes. Those last two verses we were reading where Jesus told him. That's verse 9 and 10. Maybe 11. Sorry. Hallelujah. Idalade Kartanu Rakrieli Paulanige Darshana Kutu Ninu Hedara Beda Summanirade Mata Nadutale Iru Nane Ninondigidene Yaru Nina Mele Bidu Kedu Madu Vadilla E Patanadali Bahada Mandi Nanage Idare Indu Hedidano Avanu Undu Varusha Aru Tingalu Ale Idukundu Avarali Devara Vakyavanu Padesha Madutidano Oh, we give you praise. Shall we bless him? Isn't he worthy? Oh, we bless you for your long-suffering, for your mercy which you have shown toward us. We're so grateful for these things that you have given us in Christ, that your yoke is easy, your burden is light, that the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not lack. He will lead us. He will guide us. Paths of righteousness prepared for us before time began, that our footsteps are ordered by you, that we'll be at the right place at the right time. We will see the door that you have opened that no man can shut. We will walk through that place that you have prepared for us. We will meet the people that you called us to meet. We will do what you have planned for us, Father. We bless you. We praise you for the greater one living in us. Because of him we have overcome. Not because of any other reason, but because of him who lives in us. The greater one. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. That this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We thank you for people in our neighborhoods. We thank you for people that we meet on a daily basis. Father God, help us to see the opportunity. Help us to find the moment that we may be able to say, Jesus loves you. Jesus paid the price for you. And Lord, help us to make disciples that we may be pure from the blood of all men. We give you thanks. We give you praise. As we wind down this year, may our thoughts be focused on you, set on you, receiving energy from the Spirit of God, receiving the gracious thoughts and the realms of your long-suffering and mercy. Fill us. We bless you. We praise you. We bless those who curse us. We pray for those who hate us and despitefully use us in any form or fashion. We thank you, Lord. We, we ask that you fulfill your purposes in their lives. We thank you, Father, for this moment we have. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for healing mercies, restoring completely from the man on the inside, charged with resurrection power, quickening our mortal bodies, quickening open doors, favor, tender mercies, divine appointments. In the mighty name of Jesus, Thank you, Father. 
Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you'd like to give, it's a wonderful opportunity. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Be blessed, receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God is working things out. Don't be moved. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, team.